are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to Pharmacy Week. So this week is Pharmacy Week, and uh, I wanted to just do something a little bit different and talk about, I guess, some of the fun facts about pharmacists or pharmacy history that you may or may not have known. So I guess we're going to be going over five different people in history that are pharmacists or have done a pharmacy apprenticeship. And we're going to be going over some of the stuff that you may or may not have known that they created. So let's just get right into it. So mascara. Mascara was used for centuries, but it never really got into the public eye until a young pharmacist knew how to package it and market it. So Terry Williams was that pharmacist. And his sister had, you know, recently been unlucky in love in the 1900s, and he wanted to make a gift for her. So he took some of the charcoal and some of the Vaseline out there and just combined it, uh, you know, Vaseline is petroleum jelly, and told her to use it by applying it to her eyelashes. So eventually his sister met her future husband, and Terry eventually started a company named after his sister and the Vaseline he used. His sister's name was Mabel. And the company is known today as Maybelline. Going on to the next one, John Pemberton was a colonel in the American Civil War. And he also had a medical degree and a drugstore in Columbus, Georgia. At the time, he had a tonic that included an African cola nut that was the source of the beverage's uh, caffeine. And this drink was called the Pemberton French Wine Coca. So in 1886, when Atlanta and Fulton County passed a prohibition legislation, Pemberton ended up developing a non-alcoholic version of his wine coca. The first of this drink was sold at Jacob's Pharmacy in 1886 at 5 cents a glass under a name that we are very familiar with today called Coca-Cola. Now the third one on the list is Sir Joseph Wilson Swan. So he started a pharmacy apprenticeship when he was only 14 years old back in 1828. And though he was unable to really finish his apprenticeship due to the death of his mentors, He actually was able to continue the work with chemical products at a firm in Newcastle run by his brother-in-law, so uh, John Mawson. So Sir Joseph Wilson Swan technically was not a pharmacist because he didn't complete his apprenticeship, but he did start and attempt to be one. Uh, What's really interesting about Swan is that he eventually ended up leaning towards revolutionizing photography. And what I think is really cool too is that he actually was the first person to light the incandescent light bulb that we all attribute to Thomas Edison. So contrary to proper belief, Swan was the one who actually invented the light bulb, while Thomas Edison only improved on it by using a better vacuum pump and filament to actually increase how long the light bulb lasts. All right, so the fourth one is going to be a little bit hard to pronounce for me because I'm not French, but uh, Hippolyte Maigimorias was a French chemist and also worked as a pharmacist at one point. He's known to have studied a lot of chemistry in foods. So in the 1860s, he spent some time working on fat processing, and France was experiencing a butter shortage. So Napoleon III had offered a prize to anyone who was able to produce a butter substitute. So Meje Morias experimented with a magaric acid and mixed uh, beef tallow and skimmed milk with it. He didn't really understand the process or chemistry specifically involved with it, but it was a good enough substitute that earned him the prize from the French government. And he almost started a manufacturing facility before it stopped due to the Franco-Prussian War. And the last one I have on the list today is Heinrich Nestle. And Heinrich Nestle is the name behind the big Nestle brand. 
At the age of 20, Nestle completed a four-year apprenticeship at Frankfurt Pharmacy before he moved to Switzerland and eventually was authorized to perform chemical experiments. Uh, he made up prescriptions and he sold medicines. He changed his name to Henry Nestle at this time to kind of adapt with the social conditions. What's really cool to know is that Henry Nestle is one of the first to have created a substitute for breast milk. There was a high death rate among infants at the time and women in higher society were viewing breastfeeding as unfashionable and fresh milk was not actually available in large towns. This is when Nestle started to work on an infant formula that eventually became the first viable powdered milk product in 1867. He combined cow's milk with grain and sugar as well as removed the acid and starch in wheat flour because those components were difficult to digest in babies. Uh, eventually, this became Nestle's infant food and started off being sold at 50 cents per bottle. So hopefully those were some really cool facts. I learned a lot when I was researching this. I didn't really know that there was actually a lot of people in history who were kind of like pharmacists, but then invented these things that we use today and kind of take for granted. So that's just really cool. And uh, I guess until next time, happy Pharmacy Week and happy American Pharmacist Month. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy and me and remember technology is a tool patient care is the goal